Welcome to Seeing Eyes Stories, a podcast that focuses on people and their dogs. These aren't just any dogs, though. These are seeing eye dogs, and their owners are blind or visually impaired. Many of us see service dogs and don't understand what they do. I'll help explain what they do and let you hear from others how these special dogs affect their lives. But more importantly, each person has a different perspective on life and on training or working with a dog as their eyes. These are their stories. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Magenta, raising an energetic five-month-old German Shepherd for the seeing eye. This week, we'll be learning about what it's like to train dog guides for the seeing eye. I spoke with veteran seeing eye dog trainer, Janice Abbott. Hi, Janice. Please introduce yourself. My name is Janice Abbott, and I have been a dog guide trainer for 22 years. So why did you decide to become a guide dog trainer? When I was in the fifth grade, I wrote a report about the seeing eye, and my dad had been a police officer in New York, and he used to come home grumpy all the time from work, so I had decided that you'd better really like your job because you spend a lot of time there, and I didn't want to come home grumpy. So after doing my report on the seeing eye, I decided that that was a job that I would love to do, and I wouldn't be grumpy at the end of the day. What's a typical day like for you? Uh, A typical day, well, there's two typical days because there's a typical day when I'm training dogs and then there's a typical day when I'm training students in class. When I'm training dogs, a typical day is coming in, uh, caring for the dogs, such as feeding them and giving them some time to run and play, and then going into Morristown and training. Typically, we train four dogs in the morning. Then we come back and we give the dogs another playtime and we have lunch and then after lunch we go back into Morristown, train four more dogs, four different dogs, come back at the end of the day, feed them and give them another playtime and then we go home. When we're training students it's much more intense. Um, We do stay nights in class when we're teaching the students so it's kind of a 24-hour job for the first five days of class. We're here for for five days straight. We don't go home at all. And then we start alternating going home at night. We do work weekends when we're training the students. So it's 27 days uh, coming in and working students both in the morning and then you give all your students a trip again in the afternoon. We're going to pause right now for Breed All About It. According to the AmericanCannelClub.com, the Labrador Retriever is a strongly built medium-sized, short-coupled dog possessing a sound, athletic, well-balanced conformation that enables it to function as a retrieving gun dog, the substance and soundness to hunt waterfowl or upland game for long hours under difficult conditions, the character and quality to win in the show ring, and the temperament to be a family companion. The Labrador Retriever coat colors are black, yellow, and chocolate. The Labrador Retriever temperament is as much a hallmark of the breed as is the otter tail. The ideal disposition is one of a kindly, outgoing nature, eager to please and non-aggressive towards man or animal. The Labrador has much that appeals to people. His gentle ways, intelligence, and adaptability make him an ideal dog. And that's Breed All About It. Now back to the interview with Janice Abbott, Seeing Eye Dog Trainer. What do you feel you have learned while training dog guides? Patience perseverance, consistency, uh, not to procrastinate, um, live for the moment. Dogs live in the moment, and uh, that's something that I think I've learned 
mostly from dogs that I've trained, is to try to live in the moment as they do. Um, I've learned a lot from my students, too, uh, just about um, courage and um, perseverance. And I do feel that almost any person that comes through the seeing eye and gets a dog is uh, extremely brave. And I think that they're all heroes in their own right. Do you have any funny stories that you can share about training seeing eye dogs? Actually, one of my most embarrassing um, stories was when I was taking a dog into Macy's and we got on the escalator. And while we were riding on the escalator, the dog decided to squat and pee. And there was only one other person riding the escalator with me and she happened to turn around just at that moment. And she said, oh my, she's lost her bladder. And, uh, and that was the end, she didn't say any more. But in the meantime, there's this pee on the escalator and I'm thinking, oh, what am I gonna do? And we got up to the top of the escalator and the stairs just disappeared under the plate and there went the pee, it was gone. There was also a time that I was working a dog in the grocery store and I worked him up to the dairy case and he, um, very quick, before I could really react, grabbed a dozen eggs. And when I went to correct him, he flung his head and the eggs went flying all over the grocery store floor and broke all over the place. So that was a lovely mess. So that's, those are some of the fun things that can happen when you train seeing eye dogs. And finally, can you sum up your experiences at the seeing eye in a few sentences for us? I certainly am not grumpy at the end of the day, most of the time, <laughs> even when we have embarrassing things happen to us. It's probably the best job on the face of the planet. There's nothing better than feeling the rewards of what you're doing to be able to see the end product of your work. And a lot of people in a lot of jobs don't get to actually see the finished product. Um, we get a dog from the beginning. Uh, we train them and watch them progress from sort of puppies to these sort of mature dogs that take their work very seriously. Then we get to place them with their students or the visually impaired individuals and watch them progress even more. And uh, so that's one of the best things about the job is you just get to see these dogs blossom and you get to see the people that they go to blossom as well and, and see their lives change. And it's very refreshing. It doesn't matter how long I do it, I, I find it to be just fascinating. Thanks so much, Ms. Abbott, but that's all the time we have. Thank you for sharing your stories and experiences. And to anyone who's interested in obtaining a Seeing Eye dog, visit the Seeing Eye's website at seeingeye.org. It's time for your weekly dose of doggy laughter, and I forgot to woof. A man had taken his dog to the vet. He knew that it was dead, but wanted it confirmed. The vet said, yeah, he's dead all right. The man said, I want a second opinion. The vet said he would concur and brought back a nice black cat into the room. The cat walked around his poor dog, sniffed it, and meowed twice, which the vet told the man that it was proof the dog was dead. Then the man asked for yet a third opinion. The vet brought a Labrador retriever into the room. The lab walked around the dog and barked twice, signaling that indeed the dog was dead. The man then inquired about the cost of the procedure. The vet said that the cost would be $650. The man then exclaimed he felt the cost was way too expensive. The vet then explained that if the man had taken the vet's original pronouncement, that the cost would have been $50, but that the CAT scan and the lab test had run the figure up. 
<laughs> Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Finally, we have the Just a Tip segment, where this week we have tips from seeing eye dog trainer Janice Abbott. Probably the biggest question we get is how does a dog know when to cross the street? And they don't. That's up to the visually impaired person to listen to their traffic pattern, their traffic flow, and determine when they think it sounds safe. And then they make the decision. They tell the dog when to cross the street. And then it's up to the dog at that point to make sure that the person is safe. It's also really important for people to understand that while these dogs are pretty amazing and they do some remarkable things, they are still dogs. And so they still have all the dog instincts that your pet dog would have. Um, and they're just, they just happen to be trained. But just like anything that's trained, they still can make mistakes. And a lot of people think that the dogs, um, if they make a mistake, then they're not trained. And it's really just a dog who just happened to make a mistake just like we all do. So it would be nice if people sort of understood that. I also hear a lot of, oh, well, that person doesn't look blind. Well, there is no look to blind. Um, so don't, don't make assumptions. We all tend to make assumptions. And just to be courteous to people who are visually impaired and working with a dog, don't, don't interrupt them when they're in the middle of something. You can ask them if they need assistance, but don't grab them. Don't grab the dog. Don't talk to the dog. I think a lot of people know that, but a lot of people know it and sort of ignore it. It's very important to understand that the dog is the person's safety net. And if you distract the dog, you're taking away some of that visually impaired person's safety. That's all for this episode of Seeing Eye Stories. Stay tuned next week for stories from a Seeing Eye Dog Handler. Any and all questions, thoughts, or suggestions are welcomed at seeingeyestories at gmail.com. I'd love to include them in the next show. And please visit our blog at seeingeyestories.blogspot.com. Thanks for listening, and have a great week.